0: Hey, you're listening to Just Say the Word. I'm your host, Erin Sanchez, and this is a storytelling podcast. In every episode, you'll hear a story from me or my guests from around the world. Then we'll encapsulate a key lesson from that story in just one word you can apply in your own life or business. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get inspired and make your mark on the world, you're in the right place. Your story is your legacy, and I want to help you tell it better. Visit candidlyerin.com for more writing, communications, and personal branding advice. Years ago, when I was waitressing, someone I worked with asked me how I could eat the same thing for breakfast every single day. That thing, by the way, is peanut butter toast and coffee, two cups. They were like, don't you get tired of eating the same thing over and over? I could never do that. But the truth is, I'm a creature of habit, and I believe a lot of us are. Maybe not to that extent, but still. I'm not afraid of change per se, but I really, really like my routines. And doing something a certain way for a while, it begins to feel like a ritual. It's comfortable. Besides, a routine breakfast is efficient. I change up for lunch and dinner and snacks, but my breakfast is pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I'm not a morning person. I don't wanna have to think about it in the morning and I don't have to spend much time to prepare it before diving into my other morning rituals. I know what I need from the grocery store, it's easy, it's convenient, and it doesn't sap any brain power. Now having routines and morning rituals, for example, can be great for all the reasons I've just outlined and more, but sometimes these routines, these habits, aren't so beneficial. A couple years ago when I started my blog and I began coaching, I was doing a lot of deep creative work and putting in a lot of hours, so I just wanted to be comfortable. I would put on sweats, snuggle up on the couch, grab my coffee, work on my website, my writing, you know, all those things you do when you're launching something new. I would also start working pretty much as soon as I opened my eyes in the morning, so I would respond to social media comments and things like that. And I would also work late into the night, actually the wee hours of the morning. After all, I felt I needed to set every single thing up perfectly. All my lead magnets, my sales pages, client resources, calendar scheduling, billing tools, the list goes on and on. As you can imagine, I was always tired. I never gave myself time to work out or eat a proper lunch or really do any kind of self care this is a recipe for burnout, by the way. I started making myself work out, but I wasn't super consistent about it. When I hired a coach, she had me slow down by doing five minutes of yoga a day, which was actually pretty amazing. I started journaling and I started doing some meditation and visualization exercises. And all of this really helped me gain some perspective to feel more creative. And gave me clarity into my goals and where my time should be spent. The problem is I didn't turn these actions into habits. I had already established those other habits, right? The long hours, the comfy spot on the couch, even turning the TV on for background noise, which ultimately is a distraction and absolutely made me less productive. The thing about habits is they're a challenge to establish and they're hard as hell to break. Routines feel good. Habits are comfortable. Habits don't surprise us. We know what to expect, and therefore we feel like there's no danger. There's no risk. But you see, there is a danger. There is a danger of becoming stagnant. When you don't stretch outside of that comfort zone or when you don't establish healthy habits that lead to better health and productivity, There's a danger in getting stuck in a rut and not being able to grow, whether that's personally or professionally or both. So months came and went, and guess what happened? I burnt out. Big time. During the holidays, so last Christmas and New Year's, I gave myself permission to step back from social media and all the hustle. I wasn't posting nearly as much, and over time, I was showing up less and less. At the same time, I was getting more and more clients, and as I got more clients, I pulled back from showing up online even more. My routines and my habits they began shifting a bit. Now I was working on mostly client stuff and no longer prioritizing my own marketing, my own writing, or my personal branding. I lost momentum on some of those projects I was working on, like an e-course, and I wasn't working out physically at all, really. This shift was from one extreme to the other in some ways. I went from spending all my time with my face buried in a screen on social media to spending all my time with my face buried in the screen working on client projects and zero time on social media. And now I was not doing anything active or any kind of personal development. Looking back, and I'm sure from the outside, it's easy to identify the problems here. I wasn't being intentional about the way I spent my time, number one, and that's huge. Number two, there's a serious lack of balance. Not only in the way that I break up my time when I'm focusing on my business, but also a lack of balance between my business and my personal life. I wasn't giving myself that time for self-care and personal development. This is also huge. Not all that long ago, I decided to change this. I really needed to flip everything on its head. I decided to be more intentional and more balanced because my business and my health and my happiness depends on it, and yours probably does too. Once I made this decision, I had to figure out what kinds of habits I needed to form in order to design a life I truly love, because it all comes down to habits. This doesn't mean we can't be spontaneous, this doesn't mean you have to eat the same thing for breakfast every day, and it doesn't mean you can't reevaluate and change your habits again someday when they're no longer serving you. But habits are incredibly powerful because, in my opinion, they're so deeply connected to comfort that when we form habits with intentionality, we can feel super comfortable carrying out activities that, perhaps at one point, felt like a huge, uncomfortable hurdle. A habit is defined as a settled tendency or regular practice, especially one that is hard to give up. Like I said, I believe habits are hard to give up because they're comfortable, because they ease our anxieties and our fears. I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I believe that a lot of my procrastination has come down to whether I feel comfortable doing the task that needs to be done. There might be deeper roots here, right, in fear and things like that, but I'm just talking about surface comfort. What I've done to overcome this is I make the actual carrying out of these tasks as comfortable as possible so that I won't put them off. And that requires creating positive associations through the formation of habits. I'm going to dive deeper into what this looks like for me. For me, comfort is critical to accomplishing boring day-to-day tasks or those challenging tasks that I'll find any excuse to avoid. Like I said, when I was trying to get something done, I would curl up on the couch, and turn on the TV for background noise. That was my comfort. But because that's not exactly conducive to producing good work, I started thinking about what else makes me feel good and comfortable and happy. I wanted to work more regularly from the desk in my home office. That was one of my goals. But my mind was like, nope, that's boring and uncomfortable. But what can I do to make it less boring and uncomfortable? So soft light, aromatherapy, relaxing music, beautiful art and inviting decorations, plants, a cup of tea at my side. My husband even helped me paint the office a light gray with a dark gray accent wall, which is what I always wanted. Instead of having a boring, uncomfortable office, I turned it into a haven, a place I wanted to be and I wanted to spend my time. But I also wanted to strike a balance, right? I didn't wanna drink my coffee and dive right into work anymore. I wanted my coffee to be my time and my time alone and time with my dogs too, but luckily they're pretty chill in the morning. So I started to form a new habit that would start my day off on the right foot and make me feel happy about going to my now comfortable welcoming office. Now I have a morning routine that feels more like a ritual and that I'm working to turn into a habit. I wake up and I have my peanut butter toast and coffee. Some things will never change. I spend time journaling and setting intention with meditation music playing. Then I spend a bit of time actually meditating and visualizing my goals. If I got up early enough, which is usually the case, I'll also get some reading done. Now this is when I read industry specific or personal development books. And fiction, that happens in the evening or sometimes at lunch. Once I've spent this much time every morning doing things that fill me up, that help me reflect, do some deep thinking, and ease into my day, I feel so much better about sitting at a desk for the next hour or two. And again, now my desk is a comfortable place to be. So part of this habit I'm forming is to physically go from this inward-looking, personal development, self-care place with my morning routine to working in a comfortable, fulfilling environment in my office. I'm creating habits that are comfortable, and now that this habit is formed, it's something I look forward to instead of dread. I hope this makes sense, but the idea is basically just to create spaces and routines that feel so good that you actually want to spend time in those spaces and spend time doing those activities that are necessary to grow your business or carry out client work or whatever the case may be. Another habit I'm forming is consistent schedules and working in chunks of time instead of burying my face in the computer and forgetting to come up for air or to eat lunch. So I get up about the same time every day. That's very important. And then after my morning routine and some work, it's time for lunch. But lunchtime for me isn't just about inhaling food and getting back to work not anymore this is also time that i spend with my dogs playing outside in the yard after lunch i have more work to do but again only for a chunk of time then it's time for my afternoon workout now my third chunk of work is a little different because i'm starting to lose momentum for the day by this point i don't really feel like going back to my office i need a little pick-me-up I almost always grab a cup of herbal tea, and sometimes I give myself permission to work from the couch with the TV on. This is my compromise. Now, I don't work from the couch in front of the TV all day long anymore, but I occasionally allow myself a little taste of that old comfort. It's a reward of sorts. I also do my more creative work and deeper work earlier in the day, and then I handle administrative tasks during this afternoon slump. These are just little things that still need to get done, but I can do them with the distraction of the TV because they're sort of brainless. And I like switching up my work environment throughout the day anyway. So sometimes after lunch, I work while standing at the kitchen counter. I also have a standing desk in my office, so I'll switch to that when I get tired of sitting or when I don't feel like going back to my desk. Now I know people are always saying to get out of your comfort zone. And like I said before, I agree that comfort zones are meant to be broken in order to grow. Sometimes we need to stretch and we need to get uncomfortable in order to see progress in our lives and businesses. But I also believe that comfort zones and habits, these enable us to really do productive and deep work. So since we're humans and we're creatures of habit, And because we like to be comfortable, why not take advantage of that and leverage it to get more done and enjoy the act of getting stuff done. A few years ago, before moving into the house that we own now, I was in the best shape of my life. We lived five minutes from the gym and we had a great membership, but it wasn't just the location and that gym package that had led me to that level of fitness. It was the habits that I had formed. In the beginning, yes, it was so tough to eat right and go to the gym on a regular basis, but after we had formed this routine where it really became, again, I keep coming back to this word, a ritual, it felt weird and uncomfortable not to go to the gym or to stray from our meal plan. I craved my workout as a way to decompress, de-stress, and feel energized. That's not to say you can't have cheat days or that you shouldn't give yourself permission to slack off every now and then, whether we're talking about fitness or work or something else. I just want to illustrate how powerful forming habits can be. Habits feel routine, expected, and therefore comfortable. And when you can use that comfort to create positive associations with things like working out, eating healthy, being productive, well, that's life-changing. So ask yourself, what habits would you like to establish in your life so that you can improve some aspect, whether it be personal or professional? And what could you do to make those aspects, whatever they may be, more inviting, more comfortable, and so that the association with doing those things is now a positive rather than negative emotion? I'd absolutely love to hear your thoughts on this, so send me a message, hit me up on social media. All those details for getting in touch are coming right up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tell your friends. If you want to learn better branding and communication skills or more about this podcast, please visit www.CandidlyAaron.com or just say the word podcast.com. You can also find me everywhere on social media at candidlyaaron. And make sure to use the hashtag JustSayTheWord in your social media posts so I can see your stories of resilience, transformation, and lessons learned because your story matters. Remember, your story is your legacy. Everybody has a story and the world should hear yours.